0: Welcome to the HMO Property Podcast, where we connect, educate and inspire the UK's HMO property community. So stop what you're doing, sit back, relax and enjoy the story. What's up, HMO Nation, and welcome to another episode of the HMO Property Podcast with me, Rupert Wallace. In this episode, we're interviewing successful HMO property investor, Sean Kashing. Sean is going to take us on his HMO property investment journey so far, including the ups, the downs, the highs, and the lows. Now, Sean's been investing in HMOs for just 12 months, but he's completed five HMO projects, currently housing 22 tenants. So let's jump straight in. Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, Rupert, how you doing? <laughs> Good, man. Good. Good to have you with us. No, thanks for inviting me. I'm excited, man. Carry on. Good to have one of the younger Carter on board. I'm <laughs> not that young, but Okay. <laughs> Sean, before we dive into the detail of HMOs, give us a bit about your background before you started on your HMO property journey.
1: Yeah, so before my property journey, I've been an accountant for seven years, Um, about three years ago when I started my own business with two other shareholders. And um, since then, we manage about 200 clients and we currently turn about 360 grand from just uh, the accountancy side. Um, uh, Prior to that, I've just been really grafting with uh, HMRC inquiries with clients. So it was all about solving problems, um, dealing with emotions, obviously, ups and downs, and um, generally just a lot of client relationship and negotiation. So um, that's been my background from day one. and and that, that's, that's basically it really
0: <laughs> good stuff so 7 years of uh pushing numbers around zero uh, yeah pushing uh, around
1: numbers around zero yeah
0: and organizing then, other people's money
1: yeah watching watching where money goes really um i've been dealing with property clients for like uh, a number of years and it, all it took was that one question with one of them and said oh how do i get started so and um, that was kind of the main push really
0: Good stuff. So, Sean, how did you actually get into the world of HMO property investing? So,
1: I first stumbled on it when I joined the course uh, March 18 last year. Um, One of my cousins actually does HMOs in in another area to me. So, I've I've always known about it, but not in depth. So, the education was really key for me to get a a good understanding and um, lots of research and speaking to other like-minded individuals to, to learn more, really.
0: So your cousin's already in the game?
1: Yeah, he's, he's far in the game. <laughs>
0: but, where um, where does he invest? Where, whereabouts in the country is he? Coventry. Coventry. Ah, okay. Yeah. So was there anything holding you back from investing in, in HMO property?
1: I think... It's a general idea that we're brought up to think that we stay in the job. I mean, I was comfortable earning a decent salary and wage, uh, especially starting a business as well. Um, it was really leaving that comfort zone of having something set up already and setting a new business venture because effectively property is like another business, really. And um, it was really a half-hearted conversation with the current shareholders, really, to say, look, uh, in 12 months' time, like Leave and just concentrate on property. Really, how did that so, go down? It didn't go too well, but uh, we we had a compromise in the end. And since September last year, I dropped down to two days a week. So I work on the, the Mondays and the Thursdays in the office, and still accompany the clients I still have, and um, just attend to anything that um, my team team need. Really,
0: got it, Sean. Next up, tell us about your very first HMO property deal. So the very first six-bed deal I,
1: I, I bought was back in December, just before Christmas. I remember it quite clearly. Actually, exchanging Christmas, and then uh, I completed on the 4th of January. Uh, within a week, we was already stripping walls off back to brick. <laughs> so there's was a lot of planning beforehand, uh, getting the builders in and getting schedule works in. And it took us up until about halfway through April. Um, we finished the project, so six-bed, six, six ensuite HMO. Uh, it was previously a four-bed, two-reception end terrace with an existing extension. So it's about 121 square meters in size. So it's a very large property for a fraction of the price compared to other properties in the area. Um, that now is worth 220000 What
0: did you buy it on. for? I bought it for
1: 112950 Uh Um, what did you spend I spent about 75,000 altogether so I was all in for about 202 including all the uh, stamp duty fees licensing and all that and um, um, that currently cash flow is just over 20,000 pounds a year net so within two years I, I pretty much get all my money back out and enjoy a healthy cash flow what a win massive win <laughs> how does it make you yeah. feel it, it feels great because obviously I was all new to it and um, you, you heavily rely on builders because I don't have the construction knowledge um, especially in HMOs what you learn in like a, a seminar or online is all kind of black and white really when you actually come and do it there's practicalities with um, the actual structure and the floor plan and um, uh, where the windows are and all that. So, so a lot of people kind of think of a misconception of, oh, to turn anything into a six bed HMO. But it was really thinking on the end game. So who are our end clients? So who are our end tenants? Do they want large rooms or small rooms? So um, the tenants are, are enjoying a really sizable room. So I think one of our biggest rooms in there was like 18 square meters. Wow. And then... Um, Another one behind that's like 16 square meters and they rent really well and and yield really well. So it's really thinking the end game as well as uh, just trying to cram too many rooms in one house. Student uh, student uh,
0: property or professional
1: that? Professionals, six professionals living there, mostly in the hospital
0: actually. Sounds like a good first deal. It it was a massive deal for me, that one. (laughs) Okay, Sean, how has investing in HMOs changed your life?
1: Uh, I, I think massively. I mean, it's, it's not just been uh, the HMO journey, but a lot of the the things that spurred on for it. So a lot of people I've met along the way and just just the support really from people in the community, people outside the community, different programs as well. And uh, the fact that I've got this wealth of knowledge from very experienced investors, it, it kind of fast-tracked me into... Uh, looking like I know what I'm doing (laughs) which is a good thing (laughs) and now you do Uh, know what you're doing I do yeah there's still more to learn uh, but that's why I enjoy I enjoy learning Uh, from from day one I've always enjoyed learning I've never been a good exam person but when you put to the test practically I'm more kind of hands-on really so that's it's been a good it's been a good year I can say brilliant man brilliant
0: next up Sean tell us about your favorite part of hmo property investing if i'm honest with you the favorite
1: part is when you get it fully let, <laughs> and the money starts coming back in <laughs> because um it, it it feels great when you get the offer accepted and then you you've got to go through the refurb stage which takes about 12-14 weeks and i guess it's the refinance as well So on top of getting it, we had it, I had it let out before I had it refinanced, which, I don't know, in my opinion, looks a bit better, really, to to the values. oh, it's all full. And you can show them this is the rent we're getting in. So uh, it all kind of falls into place. And um, I I really enjoyed just just kind of seeing the bankroll coming in and it really serving what I set out for from day one, really, was to bring that passive income coming in. As well as providing quality accommodation to uh, the community. So that's, that's why I feel really proud of what I've produced, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm out there to, to provide more.
0: Good stuff, man. Sean, we've talked about your past. Before we move on to the present uh, and your future plans in HMO Property, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking for an effortless HMO mortgage experience? If that's a yes, there's only one place to go, www.thehmomortgagebroker.co.uk, the UK's number one specialist HMO mortgage broker. They're so specialised that they don't do anything else, HMO mortgages, HMO remortgages and HMO bridging. That's it. They have access to every HMO lender out there, and even some exclusive products not available to other brokers. With Lightning Fast Service and A1 Communication, they're easily the best HMO broker in town. So to experience HMO lending made easy, go to www.thehmomortgagebroker.co.uk today. Sean, fast forwarding to the present day, tell us about your current HMO portfolio.
1: So, our current HMO portfolio, gross size is about 860,000 pounds. I've got a net size about 220. Uh, We have 22 units. When I say we, I'm speaking on behalf of my own company. (laughs) Uh, 22 units, 21 rooms are let out. So, we've only got one room void. Um, Four of which actually belong to my in-laws' TV. So... Ah. What Uh,
0: great JV partners?
1: No, well, I I just kind of guided them through it. And it was from a commercial shop into four bed HMO. And that's literally a stone furrows away from the university. So it was a good learning curve for me as well, uh, being hands-on with that project along with the uh, two others that I had going at the same time. Um, And as well as my own cash flow, I've managed to add value to them instead of them considering to sell it on as the outgoing concern. So um, again, I feel proud to have helped other people as well as myself.
0: So your five completed projects, are they all in one location?
1: Yeah, yes, they're all in Derby. Um, they're in like I call it a triangle vicinity basically. So you've got city centre, you've got the hospital and you've got universities. So I have a mixture of students in some houses and then I've got professionals in another house. And that's that's kind of my strategy, really.
0: Stick to one area, just dominate it. Sounds like a good strategy. Yeah, of course. Good stuff. Okay, and out of those five, Sean, tell us about your single best HMO investment to date. I think my single best investment has got to be,
1: uh, I call it Bedford Street. It's um, also six bed, six en suite h m o uh, one of the rooms is 16 square meters has its own private access and that brings in 780 pounds per month for a couple just alone for that single room wow and uh, again that's a student property um i'm, I'm getting just over 2,000 pounds a month just from a six bed on hmo and it, it's i find this is an incredible deal i mean we've i've it took longer to convert because of a lot of teething issues, but I'm glad it happened then because I learned a lot from it. And there's a lot of learnings I've taken away to go into my next few projects and just, just being organized and planning, planning it right. So, so
0: yeah. That's, it's, even from the best ones, there's always some great learnings. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it's, it's the best one at cash flows and also the one with the most learnings. in. so that's, that's why I treasure that one as kind of uh the ones I put a lot of emotion in it, so <laughs> yeah,
0: I know how it goes. Yeah. Next up, Sean, tell us about one significant mistake that you've made in your HMO business that by sharing you might help others avoid.
1: I think with two six beds, I would say I still rushed into it. Uh, as soon as I got the keys within a week or two I was smashing bricks off walls. <laughs> so Um, The key was to kind of, uh, I know now, to plan better. And that's not by going through planning. It's essentially uh, putting down pen to paper and sitting down with the whole team and say, look, this is the outcome. This is what needs to happen. And this is how we're going to do it. Um, Rather than doing that, what happened with the two six-bed HMOs was uh, we kind of just went along with it. So I still had a cl- I still had a brief plan, but I don't think it was clear to the extent where it would have solved a lot of the teething issues along the way. So I'll give you an example, like um, like drainage. Obviously, if you're putting six en suites in, yeah. the common sense is where's all that waste going to go? So something like just doing a drain survey and knowing exactly where the drains are and would have solved a lot of the issues halfway through rather than having to stop halfway and then finding out oh we've, we've dug a hole but there's no drain here but on the plans it said there's a drain here so there was a lot of guesstimating on the floor plans that I had initially done and uh, in, in the end it was solved we, we found a very ancient drain that's not even on the survey so sometimes even if you do a survey it might not even be there <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so it's kind of like uh, trial and error I guess. Got uh, so it. Planning that is that is one key thing i would advise
0: literally planning yeah okay what about sean your hmo portfolio plans for the next 12 months
1: so for the next 12 months are going to be really really exciting um i'm actually completing my, i'm completing on my sixth house monday coming now So that's going to be a four-bed HMO, but with two self-contained flats over 20 square metres. So that's going to be a very exciting property. It was one of my first pre-auction properties as well, Um, What I managed to get for £105,000, which is dirt cheap in the area. Uh, I've got a lot of scope for the works on that one. And uh, next week is is going to be another pre-auction I bought, which um, is going to be an eight-bed HMO. And again, that's actually tenanted till June, so we've got I've got time between now and June to get the planning ready and then as soon as they leave we we go straight in with the builders. Um and then with the others, they're a lot much larger deals. So I've uh, I've gotten two director vendor deals. Um one of them is actually a shop which is uh, closed which has been closed down and um it's a stone throws away from the uni. It's a one minute walk. And that's potentially a fourteen or fifteen bed HMO. Fantastic.
0: So
1: like two sevens on top of each other, and that'll GDV around around the seven hundred thousand pound mark. Um, and uh, another one which I was uh, in today negotiating is, is potentially a twenty five bed HMO. So I'll probably keep quiet on that one because it's not one hundred percent confirmed. But all if all goes to plan, the portfolio size will be three point five million by September next year. Uh, the twentieth of September next year, and uh, is that date is really significant to me because tell me why? It's, it's the it's the day I'm getting married. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it will by then that I expect the portfolio to net cash flow twenty thousand pounds a month. So it's it's been a big change from what I've done the last year and then up to coming next twelve months going ahead.
0: Good stuff, man. Sounds like it's going to be a busy 12 months for you.
1: Yeah, well, the right teams are in place now. So uh, I just need to project manager, project manage the project managers, let's say. Yeah. And still look out there for new deals.
0: Brilliant. Sean, apart from building the portfolio, is there anything else you're up to in or outside of property that you'd like to share with HMO Nation?
1: Um. At the moment, I'm I'm still quite focused on building portfolio. Because obviously with the wedding coming up, um, there's planning for that as well. There's planning and everything. Uh, So at the moment, I'm not really involved in anything else. I am doing more kind of uh, like support coaching in a way. So like there are people that are just starting out. And um, I've offered to like help them out. Not for, with free of charge basically. So um, I've actually got one guy now. We we do like an accountability meeting every week. So um, I'm looking to probably take this forward after September next year and hopefully just coach a few more people just to get started really. And eventually when I get more competent, I'll be more confident to help others that may be in a similar position to myself now, like halfway through, let's say. So that's, that's what I'm getting up
0: to. Good stuff, man. Sean, what advice would you give current HMO landlords um I'd
1: say always think of the end game so um I see a lot of people getting into HMOs without actually planning like I said before um, just think about who your end tenant is and just don't be over optimistic with the rents make sure you've done enough due diligence as you should do within anything and um just imagine yourself as if you was a tenant I mean, I've been sort of a naughty tenant before, uh, where my partner was living in HMO but then I've kind of snuck in. Um but yeah, I've 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 experienced like really bad HMOs where I can I always tell my partner that I remember going to the shower and then someone turns the tap on downstairs and then it's just like a dribbling, dribbling shower. And um just just loads of Issues which uh, can be avoided if you have the right systems in place and the right planning in place to just just to have longevity because you're not in it to to own this property for like one or two years. The idea is you want this uh, for a lifetime or a legacy, and if you pass it down to your children, you're going to be passing problems to your children. And that's 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 what I would advise you: really. just look, think long term, and um, just just be extra cautious when you're doing your due diligence.
0: Okay, man. And how about any advice you'd give people who are looking to get into HMO and property investing for the very first time? If you're
1: getting into it for the very first time, I would say get educated. Um, not in particular to any course. Um, you, there's loads of free resources. So depending on how fast you wanna go, um, depends on how much you wanna spend on courses really. Um, but as well as that, I think what's seriously helped me is being in my area and picking up wealth of knowledge from investors in my area that have been here for like two, three years. Some even like over ten years experience and know the area, uh, as well as going to the typical estate agents, letting agents. Um, I think getting a snapshot from investors is a better and more honest. Um, appeal to what you want to do so speaking to people in the area is, is a key uh, key success factor i'd say in, in getting to know your area quicker and, and just getting the job done right getting the area right
0: getting educated in the right way right
1: getting educated in the right way and there's a wealth of it over the internet and just speaking to people mm. just go out there
0: perfect sean before we sign off we'd like you to recommend one great HMO resource or book that you'd like to share. Then let HMO Nation know how they can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye.
1: All right, so HMO resource, um, I wouldn't say it's oriented to HMOs specifically, but I've been recently reading the 12-week year, which focuses on actions and results. Because ultimately, uh, for an HMO, let's say, an action is to... Get one, okay, and then the next one is to convert it, and then get it let out. And you always put a time to it. So the execution is getting those deals accepted, getting it rented out, and getting refinance. Mm. And what was the name shot- of the book, Sean? Sorry, the tw- twelve week year. Um,
0: twelve week yeah, Okay.
1: Yeah, and it essentially tells you there's four years in one year. Basically, so treat every quarter as one year. So each week is a month effectively okay. so it, it's really i think i've been doing i've only recently picked up the book but a lot of the stuff i've been applying uh subconsciously let's say okay um, to be able to like, pick it up now and like understand it better and be more prepared I, I think i can three times my results just just by following the simple measures that they suggest and um, so yeah i think i think that's a good good tip to give
0: cool and how about if HMO Nation want to connect with you? How can they do that?
1: Uh, More over social media,
0: so yep. I'm probably yes, you are. Yeah, are. Yeah,
1: that's how you found me, right? <laughs> um, on property forums, um, obviously I can give up my mobile number, but I won't
0: do it on <laughs> the, the podcast. Do you, do you have a website, Sean?
1: i don't um it's purely just on my business page my facebook business page and my uh i can give an email out actually
0: yeah email. tell you what we'll we'll take it from you afterwards and we'll we'll stick it on the uh on the show notes page for you nice all right we'll link up all your social profiles sean thank you for sharing your journey we salute you let's get an hmo high five, high five.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we'll see you again soon thanks sean hey see you later Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this and want more informational, educational and inspirational HMO property content, then please hit the subscribe button and give us a like. See you next time.